Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. I just couldn't get it done. You said you would. I know I had great intentions. Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tools that we all need, we all deserve to turn our house into home, where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. In this episode, we're going to learn that intention, often we measure ourselves by it. And yet, it may not be enough if other people have great intentions. We might just be measuring them by their actions. I think that's all we can measure them by is their actions. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes I find that you know somebody's heart well enough, you start to maybe measure them by their intentions. Right, because if you, like, I know your intentions. Yes, when you know someone's heart, like a family member or Mm -hmm. a spouse or someone that you've been with for a long time, you know their heart. Right, and so then you can, although we don't tend to, (laughs) assess by intention. We can only really assess someone else by their actions, is what you're saying. Yes, and I think sometimes... When you're in a relationship with somebody like we are, uh huh, for like a really, 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 really long time, well, a little over forty years, married, yeah. Um, hopefully, I get it right more than I get it wrong. So then that builds the okay. He has good intentions. He has a good heart. He's trying to do the things that I've asked him to do, right? And yet, still, sometimes I don't quite make it. Right. So we tend to measure ourselves mm-hmm. by our intentions. Intentions. Because the road, what's that road to ruin is paved, paved with, with good, good intentions. intentions. <laughs> yeah, something like that. A good intention is important as long as there's follow through and good action mm-hmm. to follow the good intention. Right. And yet when there isn't, I will normally often, not always, let myself off the hook. So one of the things that I always have great intention about is getting my real estate behind the scenes paperwork in and processed. On time? On time. (laughs) Right. And I guess there's two different rules of thumb as to when the right time is. Because I always do it before it's net, like the absolute it must be in. No, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. Before we need, well, mostly. No, because the office asks for the paperwork oh, in a certain amount what, of time. what they ask for. <laughs> well, that's when it must be in my... But here's the truth. Because you're a person of great intentions, your intention is to serve our clients. And so if yeah. if that means the paperwork has to wait because you know, submitting paperwork can wait compared to a client who needs to see a house or a client that needs to put an offer in on a property or a client that needs your your uh, consultation, then the paperwork can wait. And I think that's a good philosophy, although the right. people that are relying on that paperwork at the office and that's their job is to process paperwork because that's their main thing, they can get a little 
upset with your intention. Right. And so maybe you've run into that too, where you know that you desire, and I desire to have it in early because I don't actually enjoy getting an email saying, it's been a few days now, haven't seen no paperwork. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I know it's keeping me up at night, but not enough that I'm willing to go sit in my computer at midnight and do the work. So I definitely have the intention to do it and the other things that are more pressing that are more important to the client, that are client-facing, and that affect the client, I will do all day, every day. And I apologize nicely, and I don't get nasty about it, and yet I think it gets a little tiring for them because they can't know my action. Well, my action speaks louder than my intention for them. Absolutely. Even though it doesn't for me. Well, that's what you say. You, you know, ooh, you say it to me. You say you love me, but you're not acting loving. <laughs> did I throw myself under the bus? I think I did. I think you did. Yeah, it happens once in a while. Now, one of the intentions we had back when COVID started a couple of years ago was to build a course, a curriculum that would help people move from one place in their life, maybe a place of good intentions, to a place where they're even, even more satisfied and joyful and happy with their life. And that program's called the 31 Life Step Journey. And you can actually jump on that journey by going to doubledecker.life. Absolutely. And it, it's at doubledecker, yeah, dot life, because we also have deckerteam.com. And so sometimes we don't want to create confusion for you. So we've actually separated where you get access to more of the life curriculum and yet recognize that even the life curriculum is very connected to real estate because foundationally underneath all of it, we've been on a real estate wealth building journey for, I guess, almost 35 years now. And so it's fed in underneath, but you, they fit together like a hand in a glove, mm. I think is what we're saying. And yet we've separated out so for ease and for lack of confusion, but recognize they actually work together. Right. And so when you have good intentions and you speak those, then people are expecting what you said you were going to do. And it's kind of like, let the the, the tongue in your mouth match the tongue in your shoes. Get into action about what you said you were going to do. Now, there are things that get in the way sometimes, yeah. right? Pop-ups. Yeah, like <laughs> pop-ups. Like, have you ever had pop-ups on your screen? You probably have a pop-up blocker on your computer, right? So that all these pop-up ads don't distract you from what you're doing. Well, with me, there's pop-ups in my world. Pop-ups are a phone call. Pop-ups are, a, you know, a client drops in. Uh, pop-ups are an agent asks me, hey, do you got a minute to help me with this problem? Uh, a pop-up is a friend calling. Those are pop-ups in my world. And sometimes those pop-ups cause me to be late for you when I had good intentions of being home on time. Right. So he's talking to me right now. If you're listening and not watching on the YouTube channel, then what you didn't see is he was looking at me, not at you, to say he's not going to be late for you because he's not likely, well, seldom. He's likely to allow a pop-up to take him out of being on time for a client. It has happened though. So if you're a client and you're going, oh, he was late for me. <laughs> Not often. Not often. I turned a different leaf because I used to think, oh, mm. I can get one more thing done. Yeah. I can just get one more thing done. I'll just do this before I leave. 
And then I would get in the car and I go, oh, it says it's going to take me 30 minutes to get there. And I only got 20 minutes. And now I got to rush and maybe break some rules. Yeah. And I'm still five minutes late. But that does, that's not happening very much anymore. No. Most of the time I'm there five, ten minutes early. Yeah. I'll pull over to the side like I did yesterday with a client. Mm -hmm. And I just checked my emails and got caught up. And then I pulled to, up to the house one minute before our showing time. Perfect. And so building in time to allow for pop-ups is part of how to get your intentions to align with your actions. So like Ken said, the tongue in your mouth aligning with the tongue in your shoe is by building in margin, building in time so that you don't get lost. And then one of the things that I love to do is every single day, prioritize, write out one to three things. That's all I'm thoroughly and absolutely committed to getting done that day, the most important. And I stay with the first one until it's done and then move on to the second. Some days there's only one item, like on production days, like today. Mm -hmm. Really, the only thing we can commit to is being here, being with you and recording this episode. And so that's it. Yeah, highly important. Now, sometimes I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit, sometimes social media sucks me into my device and I lose track of time. And then I end up being late for, for you or somebody else. Mm. Uh, so what I've done now is Facebook. I, you know, so I don't stroll, scroll too long. I've set a timer. Yeah. So after 15 minutes, it goes, yep, your, your time for today is done. Right. And no he, more Facebook. Right. Then he can focus on the next. So we're grateful to be your partners in moving forward together on the journey of wealth, wisdom, and worth. But it's been okay in the past, Jetta. It's never been okay. I just let it go. I know you don't want to say to that, do you? Because we're ready to have a discussion here. And yet we're excited that we've created for you free access to over 503 Life's Inside Track episodes about insider trips, trip, trips too. Yeah, actually yeah. real estate trips, insider <laughs> tips on real estate, making house home, building wealth, and even life exponential. And the great news is you can get access to them from home, from the office, or even on the go. So in this episode... What we're going to discover is what's acceptable or what gets accepted is probably because it got repeated. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like that saying, you teach people how you want them to treat you by what you accept. Right. Even if you don't think you're accepting it because you're not happy about it and you don't want to accept the thing. So we're back to my paperwork thing because... <laughs> are we back to your paperwork thing? Well, we kind of are because I now know kind of what I can get away with. Oh, uh, yes, you do. And so I just be nice. I'd be pleasant. I know it's going to get in before it like affects the transaction. I know I'm not going to let it anything important slide. So I know what's essential. And I get these lovely reminders that are really friendly. But the reality is... That's because she's brand new and she doesn't know how to take you yet. <laughs> <laughs> but And the last gal that was with us for years was very gentle too. And they'll often say, can I help you with it? Is there something I could do for you? And in fact, that teaches me that I don't want to take advantage of them. 
And so I don't want to ask them for help. So they've taught me that I can ask for help, but really by the sheer fact that they ask me, I don't want to. So that's even taught taught me how to treat them. So it's this really interesting dynamic. And why are we sharing about this? Because we all do it. We all do it with something. Even if you're thinking, yeah, you sound really not so pleasant (laughs) and like, not good. The reality is if you think about it, there are areas in your life. It may not be the same one. And and my whole paperwork thing is it drains me. So I have set up my life so I don't have a ton to do of the paperwork stuff. And yet when there is stuff to do, that's the stuff I'm going to let slide. So be honest with yourself. Like where's the pattern of behavior? Because if there's a history of it, chances are it's a predictor of Mm. what you're going to do moving forward. Yeah, that re- reminds me of a story I read in a book recently. And it was about a gentleman that went to a different country to lead a three-day seminar. He was doing training for three days. And on the first day, he shows up at like 8.30. It's supposed to start at 9. Mm-hmm. At 9 o'clock, he's, he's ready to go. And there's like two people in the room, like two people plus the owner of the company. And the owner of the company goes, oh, we'll wait about a half an hour. Everybody will come in and then we can get started. He goes, no, no, no. We're starting now. Nine o'clock, we start. It's from a military background. So he starts at nine o'clock and people are coming in and he's talking and training and they're coming in going like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> like normally it says nine o'clock. We don't have to start till 930. Well, he just kept going. And then the next day he started at nine o'clock. And there was half the room was there and still half showed up late. But by the third day at nine o'clock, he started teaching. Everyone was in the room. So the owner, by allowing and waiting for other people to show up, had actually said, it's okay to be late. We will wait for you. Right. He's actually established that the start time is 9.30, not nine o'clock. Even if we say it's nine o'clock, what we're really saying is 9.30. Mm. And I see that on Facebook Live and Zoom Mm. calls. You know, they're supposed to, they say, oh, we're going to schedule a Facebook Live at nine o'clock or 10 or whatever it is. And then they just start chit chatting and waiting. And they're saying, oh, we're waiting for some more people to join. Well, guess what? The people that showed up on time, you're disrespecting them. And they usually leave because they came to see the content, to hear the message, to whatever on time. Mm-hmm. So just start on time. I'm on a little soapbox there. I'll get off of it now. Will you? <laughs> and so if you're thinking this soapbox is an interesting one, there's got to be more like it. We're actually going to invite you to doubledecker.life for the 31 Life Step Journey. You can get access to it there. Um, and it will give you these insights in a longer conversation because we're putting a lot of content in a really short period of time and just touching the very tip of the iceberg on what are the things we can do in each area and in particular in this one so that we don't allow things we don't really want to allow. Mm-hmm. Now, what's another area that sometimes is an accepted thing it's actually breaking the law, but it's accepted. Oh, we're talking about speeding right now. <laughs> I, I know we are. And I'm not a big uh, proponent of driving too fast. I get people that sometimes honk at me because I don't go enough over the speed limit. But that's because 
most of our culture in North America now, it's expected. Now, don't do it in school zone. Don't do it in school bus when there's school buses are running. Like there are 40 zone. Don't break that 40 kilometer zone. But in highway zone or speeds, it's really if, if you're in an 80 zone and you're doing 80, people are wondering what's wrong with you. You're impeding traffic. You're impeding traffic. <laughs> like it's kind of crazy, but true. And mm-hmm. so the stated is not the reality. Right. And so that, knowing some of the cultural norms even, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's just the police saying, oh, well, let's give them some grace period. You know, you don't know if you go over a little bit because sometimes you, you know, the foot's a little erratic on the accelerator mm-hmm. and you, you speed up, you slow down, you got a hill. So they give some grace period and we take advantage of that grace. Right. So, yeah. So that's another area where the, the, the history is set. The new normal, the new okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I encourage you to think about in your own life, where is there an area where you've either taught people how to treat you just by repeatedly doing the same thing or where history has now become the predictor, the predictor of your future mm-hmm. and you kind of wish it didn't. Yeah, and this is a fun part because now you get to make a change. you got to say... You got to own up to your part in letting it happen, set a new boundary, set a new contract with whoever you're in relationship or whatever the boundary has been bent too far or the, the line in the sand wasn't drawn. You got to re-engage, say the new rules of engagement, the new rules of showing up on time or whatever the case may be, and then stick to it for a while. Because once you stick to it for a while... Now, it now becomes the new norm. Right. And it may be a long while. You heard us just a few seconds ago start talking about Ken and his not showing up in time. Although it's been many years now since he's repeatedly shown up on time, part of me still expects him not to. Truth, right? Wow. Runs deep, that Herm. (laughs) It, It runs deep. And so give people, give people some benefit of time to catch up with your change. Yeah. Yeah. So really we want to say thanks. Thanks for being on this journey alongside with you and us and, and walking this road because we are passionate about all of us having generational legacy. I'm doing my best. And sometimes it feels It's just not enough. We're excited that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling and buying real estate over 3,117 times, coming alongside to strengthen, heal, and flourish in relationship, build your finances, build your faith, and even build some fun into it all. So really 30 years of building your life, your wealth, and your home. Exploring. (laughs) Exploring, this is an interesting conversation because this time we're going to explore that sometimes believing the best, that someone's doing their best, will actually cause them to do even better than they would otherwise have done, and it will lighten the entire atmosphere. Yes, and it helps you for yourself, I think. You know, when you realize you've done your best, and sometimes it's um, it's a capacity thing. 
you know, capacity and and recognizing that maybe somebody doesn't have enough capacity to take something on or to support you in the way they you want them to support you. Or that they want to support you, right? Like mm-hmm. they may want to do a thing and just can't do it. And so a yes slips out of our mouth. So believing that the person wants to do their best is there to help you win, is there to help themselves win with you. And it just doesn't work. So one of the things we've come up with over the last probably six months more and more is really dissecting the word capacity. Mm. And what does it mean when we say capacity? When someone says, yeah, they're going to do a thing, I think I have somewhat responsibility to be aware of if they're close to me and they work with me, what is their capacity? And then knowing they're doing the best they can based on the capacity available to them. Yeah, and this all started actually, it was fun because I don't like to say no to you. And to, to Yetta, he doesn't like to say no to you either. So again, if you're listening, not watching on YouTube, you might not know that he tapped my hand and let me know it's me that he doesn't want to let down, although he doesn't want yeah. to let you down either. So when I don't say no to Yetta and I say yes, sometimes I disappoint because I run out of capacity to accomplish all the things I need to accomplish in a particular amount of time. And it was uh, our friend Suzanne who pointed that out to you that maybe the expectation is unreasonable based on his capacity or the amount that he's taking on of other things. And so we really, like you said, we spent days just thinking about the word capacity and what makes up a person's capacity. And if you're not driving, you might want to write these things down because it it was kind of eye-opening for us as we thought this through, right? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the items multiply. So Yetta's going to talk about four different things that equal your capacity to do something. And if any one of them becomes zero, because they multiply, your capacity goes down to Zero. Zero. So you have to have some of all of them to have some level of capacity. Exactly. So as we think about capacity, we we clearly know that it's, do I have time capacity? Like we'll say, do I have the time available to do the thing? So I think most times if we're talking capacity, we will quickly think about, do I have the time? That's the first go-to. It is. I think Time is the first go-to. And even if we think we have the time, sometimes <laughs> you've heard me share this rule time, we think it's going to take 30 minutes, but it really takes 90 minutes. So I use a multiplier of three for most things, especially around the house or even in the business, even driving to an appointment, even though I know how long it takes to get there, I do have to add time for traffic and for um, extra stops and for just add extra time. Now I'm not going to add three times as much time for driving somewhere, but to write out an episode I multiply by three now. Yeah, you just thought we could do the content for a radio show in like 30 minutes or an yeah, hour. Yeah, no. It takes like three, three hours. hours. at least. And then it's still another 30 minutes to write out a segment. And then it's still another hour, an hour and a half to rejig and look at the titles and see, do they make sense? So actually, I multiply that one by nine from where I started. Yeah, the good news is it only takes us 28 minutes 
to record 28 minutes of sound. <laughs> that part's pretty exciting. And so multiply the, be accurate on your time. But the first element of capacity is time. Do I have the time, realistic time to do the thing? If oh, answer- I get it. I get the next one. Can I do the next one? Yeah. Uh, can I do it? Can I do it? Can yes. I do it? Can you guess what it is? It's energy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if you have the energy, if you have no energy left, even if you've got time, yeah. you're done. Like some days we get home at eight, nine o'clock. We go, oh, we got something still to do. No, the energy is gone. Even if we got another hour till bedtime. The energy is gone. The capacity is gone to do it well. Right. So we'd choose to relax instead or. Yeah. So the energy of the the appropriate energy for the task. So we'll even add that into the energy conversation. That's deep. Yeah. Well, (laughs) where we go. So appropriate amount or the appropriate level of energy so that if I'm doing a creative process, I may need a quieter energy than if I'm doing a fun, playful mm. type of energy based on talking to you on the radio. That needs to be a higher level energy than if I'm sitting and journaling. Yeah. So is the time, is the appropriate energy, am I capable of that? That's the other one. You just said it capability. Mm-hmm. So I may have the time and the energy and we'll talk about the other one in a second. The, the fourth one. Yeah. But if I'm not capable of doing a great job. If I don't have the skills. Yes. If I don't have the. Right. Like I yeah. could, I could have a week and you said to me, right, uh, build a website for our, our business. I wouldn't have the capacity to do it because I don't have the capability. Even, it would take right. me too long to learn right. the capability. Even, right. Even though you have the time and you have the energy for it, you don't have the skill set for it. Right. So do I have the, the skills or the capability to actually do the thing? Yeah. It's like when I used to paint. Now we hire painters. But I used to <laughs> yes, paint. Yes, do. And... And I don't know, I got a shaky hand. So I'm trying to cut in as best I can. And Yetta's got eagle eyes. <laughs> and she looks at it and goes, that's horrible. Would you do your best? I'm good. I am doing my best. My capability wasn't up to your standards. Or yours, really, when you look yeah, so at I it. Yeah, so now I recognize I don't have the capacity to paint. Right. Or get someone else. <laughs> and then the last one is, is it your purpose? Like, is it your desire? Is it something you actually even want to do? So a definiteness of purpose yes. is number four. That's like focus. Definite of purpose is like focus. Are you you got to have the mm-hmm. passion for it, which creates your purpose, and then you got to focus on it. And then you'll create that capacity. Right. And so we're really excited that you're going to get to test this out because it's an easy four to- four four steps equaling capacity. Yep. You want to repeat them real quick? No, I don't actually. Okay, fair but enough. But I would like to do a quote. And the quote is, <laughs> you know, sometimes people go, give it to a busy person if you want it to get done. It's not always true because if that busy person is at the max of their capacity, you give it to them, it's not going to get done. That's the truth. And we're honored to be your advocates on the journey of generational legacy through real estate and through life. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.